0: Sorry about that, it took a second. It locked me out of my account, and then like the notification wouldn't show up. So like,
1: what's going on? But we're good. That's fine. I was just looking up some stuff for other things later. Um. So here we are. I'll just do the thing. Hey, everybody, welcome to Chaos Everywhere. Um. I am Jonathan Gilchrist, and this week we have DJ Madman, and to- and today we're going to be watching, Well, we already watched um, an episode of regular show. And now we're going to talk about it. Uh, so because you're the bigger, like I like the show a lot, but because you're the obviously the bigger fan, why don't you like tell everybody what regular show is about, and then we'll get into what we actually watched.
0: Uh, so the premise of the idea is regular show, and then it has like a like semicolon. It says regular show, anything, but basically it is about the main two characters are a blue jay and a raccoon that work at a park. So they tried with very something simple, but then, you know, as the show always does, they take a normal activity, something that's very like, you know, like a, a, a chore activity and something bonkers, wacko crazy usually happens. So that's usually what almost every setup is.
1: Yep. No, that's a pretty good description. Actually, I was really looking forward to you trying to describe it because it's such a weird show. Yep, that pretty much puts it all in perspective. Um, and then, you so- know,
0: like a cartoon, like so, They have, you know, animals, and then there's inanimate objects that are alive. So you kind of just can't question it. You just kind of roll through.
1: Right. Yeah, no, and this episode that we watch is actually the second episode of the first season called Setting Up the Chairs. And uh, just as like a quick rundown of what the episode is about, it's very simple. Um, The two main characters live at work at a park. And basically, they are, there's going to be a birthday party at the park that day, and their job is to set up the chairs for the birthday party. They um, don't get enough chairs to set up, so they go looking for the extra chairs. They find a bunch of old video games, including one that's called Destroyer of Worlds. When they play that game, it creates a giant devil face that literally starts destroying the whole park. And they have to go to Skips, who we'll talk about in a minute who wires a bunch of games together, to create a good avatar to fight the evil destroyer of worlds. And they eventually just, you know, defeat it after like blowing up. the park. So that's literally the episode, I know that doesn't make any sense, but that's what happens. And it's a lot of fun. But, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything else I need to add. I feel like that's the, that's the justification of what happened. Um, So, yeah, like, to start with, if you've never seen the show, I'll just go through the other main characters so you get an idea of what's actually going on. You've got Mordecai and Rigby, like uh, DJ said there, that are um, a raccoon and a blue jay. Their boss, Benson, is a ball in the front legs. His boss, who's like the son of the owner of the... His name pops... He seems to be generally normal, except for he always talks like he's from the 1800s and has a giant lollipop head. So there's that. Um, Then the janitor, who basically every episode is the one that's got to fix whatever Mm -hmm. that Mordecai and Rigby do, is called Skips. And he's basically, I would say he's supposed to be a yeti that literally mm-hmm. pants, no shirt, and just skips around everywhere it goes. Hence why he that name is Skips. And then... Spoiler alert. <laughs> yep, and then we've got Muscle Man, who <laughs> is basically a normal person except for he's green, and Muscle Man's kind of a weird joke because he's all in good shape. And then his best friend is High Five Ghost, which is a ghost that has an arm and a hand sticking out, the kids <laughs> like what the hell are we talking about <laughs> well i mean like it's a
0: cartoon so like that's the thing where most cartoons can k- take a lot of like you know they can be pretty liberal liberal with like not understanding or not explaining things and that's one of the things that this show definitely does is like each episode has its own arc or whatever but like sometimes they leave stuff it's sometimes it's continuous sometimes it's not at all right. so kind of like simpsons or south park like sometimes there's things that it builds on and then sometimes it's like no that whole issue that happened is unresolved and it's the end of the episode on to the next one yeah um
1: so um yeah so let's. one of the things i want to talk about because i don't i mean, i don't know what kind of show it is because there's shows like futurama that in season one, in the very first episode, put Nibbler in the pilot, pushing by over to the ice, and don't reveal that that's a thing until, like, eight seasons later. So, is regular show, like, do they have this entire crazy backstory built in, which you, if you watch the whole show, you see how crazy it gets, or are they sort of making it up as they go along?
0: So, that kind of goes with one of the other points that we were talking about. So, the concept of the show, right? Um, <clears throat> the whole background of it, was basically set on jokes first. So, like when they storyboarded, and I've watched a couple of different things with JQ, JG Quintel, who is the main person that created it, and he's also the voice of Mordecai, right? Um, along with some of the other side characters that appear, what they always did to start off with is, you know, they had the two characters, Mordecai and Rigby, and then basically they have little story ideas. So they literally had thousands of post-it notes on a table of like things that they thought would be funny. And then afterwards they would bake, break that up. So like the short answer is no, it definitely builds on itself. Like the backstories aren't necessarily first created. They were something that, you know, they had these characters, these had these weird, like not complete developments. And then over time, because the show, you know, got to be able to pick it up and then you could kind of string, string things together. They, they made it so that people could come in and like not be confused, but then also be confused in the same way. Right. Um, uh, so they definitely have things where, like, well, you mentioned, to Skips. There's a whole episode in, like, I don't remember, like, what season it is, but it's way late that explains why Skips is named Skips and why he always skips. Yep. Um, but that's something that wasn't generally planned. Usually they just kind of had, like, you know, these characters that came up with quirky habits, and then over time they're like, oh, let's give an explanation to this over time. They you know, it wasn't, like, beforehand that, you know, he had a very grand big idea. Right. Like, the overall, even, like, the ending of the, the of the whole show was something that was very um, fluid, like, chemical. It wasn't something that was entirely planned until, like, the end of season seven into season eight.
1: Okay. All right, yeah, that makes sense, and honestly, it's um, because there's something to be said for that, the way the Futurama, like, model does it, where you have the stuff built in, and then don't don't you know explain it till years later, but there's also something to be said to just building on the craziness of your show but not ever really losing the continuity because, like, mm-hmm. it's very easy to just like um forget that something weird that Mordecai did in the first season and then bring it back and never talk about it again, even though it should inform everything else. But they don't usually fall into that trap as far as I remember. Like they're very they're yeah. keeping everything actually, you know, continuity. So
0: And that's that's one thing too, like when the, the interview that I watched and it's I would recommend it too, um that kind of showed like behind the scenes a regular show. That was something that the main writer, cartoonist was certain on, like, he wanted people to be able to jump into it, especially in the beginning. So it wasn't something that, like, you know, if you missed part of the first season or three, four episodes, it wasn't like you were completely lost. So, like, they do do some of those things. Like, in the very first episode, they introduce a character. And then, like, they bring him back in the movie, and that's it. But, like, so they do have those little, like, kind of, like, you know, Easter eggs for people that pay attention. But it's not something that's going to give you like that flow of like the episode especially where you know they only had like 12 minutes to create a whole story so they can't get too much detail in it especially even over seasons because they don't have that much total time so that was one of the fun challenges that they also talked about was you know they wanted to make it relative most of the like things play off of existing tropes or stereotypes are already like back throwback ideas and then they just kind of put a new twist on it but The overall concept, like, you know, once you've watched two or three episodes, you kind of have a general idea of who everyone is, what they're going to do, and then kind of go from there. But then the environment is what usually switches. Like, there's almost no predictability. Like, I remember watching it, like, when I was, like, going back to, like, the expertise. Like, I started watching it when it first came out. Like, I remember watching the pilot. And, like, we were, after watching, like, a few episodes, you can kind of, like, guess, oh, this weird thing is going to happen. But, like... You might get the idea, like the idea, but then the idea just kind of explodes. Like there's literally a point where, you know, in one another episode that Mordecai is trying to do stuff with, Rigby is starting to do stuff with time. He takes all the clocks in the house, puts them in a microwave. And then he's like, oh, great. He's like going to go and see, like put all the clocks in the microwave because he can't stop time. And then, you know, go from there. And my one friend while watching it literally like called it as it was happening as the first part. But then what happened after that was, like, completely wacky different. Right. So, like, it does kind of have some lead-ins where it's, like, you think, oh, like, most of the different things where they make the connection or, like, the problem and solution are fairly simple. Right. But usually getting, getting in between those two points is where it gets really wacky and weird.
1: Yeah. No, and it's um, – and I love – I do love the 15-minute format because it's literally a show you can sit down and watch, like, nine episodes of, it and it's, like, an hour has gone by you can watch mm-hmm. nine whole episodes, and that's one of the reasons I like to put it on, especially at night before I go to bed, because it makes me feel like I got to watch something before I actually to go to sleep. Um,
0: and that's the one thing, too. They they try to stay away, especially in the beginning. Like, it's more cheeky slapstick. Like, they don't get into deeper, heavier concepts. They might kind of – it's very light. Like, when you're talking about going to bed, it's one of those shows that, you know, that one of the things that they played with, and that's something I'll get into as we kind of break down the episode, is – it, it's kind of meant for kids, but like the humor is for like, you know, teenagers or like 25 year olds. Yeah. So, like, it sets it up that way. But, like, and then also, like, it played at an odd time because it was like a late, like, late time for kids, but it wasn't late enough that it was considered like the adult swim world. It was like usually between like six and eight o'clock. So, it could still be like an after school thing, but it wasn't like, you know, right. like for the kids that just were trying to find, like, you know, like the other less developmental things. So
1: it's sort of like, um, I, and I don't think they ever cracked this code, but it's sort of what Invader Zim was. And it's, it's a mm. show that definitely mm-hmm. you could watch when you are younger, but was supposed to be for older kids as well. Um, it yeah. sounds like Cartoon Network, by putting in like six, actually did what Nickelodeon could never figure out is where to put that show. But um, yeah, um, that, that was the other thing. One of the things that I always love about the show is that it was made in like the 2000s but all of their references technology, like they say, that Bigby Mordecai are like supposed to be twenty something, and but they still they watch VHSs. they go to the like Blockbuster, their the video games they're playing in this are arcade like cabinets, like so it's all very eighties early nineties technology, even though it's supposed was made way after all that stuff had already been on a date. So I find mm-hmm. that a very interesting choice. Um,
0: well, and that's part of like the main thing. Like Mordecai in, is a kind of a reflection for the most part of the main of J.G. Quintel. Like that's his most of the thing is based on like his life. Right. So, one of a lot of the references and stuff that's why it hit, hits hard on like 80s because for him, that's when he grew right. up. So, it's kind of like telling of his childhood. So, in a way, that is kind of like the sort of crossover where like Matt Groening talks about how like Homer is you know bits and pieces of him, and then over time, where it's like the main character was really the person, right. the person who created it, and then they tried to tell different stories about experiences they yeah. had.
1: Yeah, you no, know, that would be it. Makes the perfect sense because especially if you watch the earlier Simpsons episode, like most of the background stuff hit hard on like the 70s because that's when mm-hmm. Matt Groening was a younger guy. Now, of course, it's been on forever that they've done background <laughs> stories for the 80s. They've done background stories for the 90s, but when you watch the original stuff, it's all taking place in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I Like, as far as the episode itself goes. I love some of the more adult humor in the show. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when they, um, Muscle Man and High Five Ghost have to go get the entertainment for the party. The special entertainment. And, and when they go to the seedy motel room, they knock on the door, a unicorn opens the door and a bunch of beer cans come out and then a drunk clown comes out after him. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, like yeah, it's, it's one of those moments where you're like, Yeah, this is not for younger kids. I don't even know what they would no. think about that. But it's hilarious as an adult. It um
0: But that's the thing. They they always do that, so it's like, you know, later on you'll get it. But like if a kid saw it, they wouldn't quite
1: pick right. up on it. Yeah, no, as a kid you would just be you would be like, Oh, that's just a weird clown. <laughs>
0: yep.
1: Um it reminded me of a Pat Oswalt Oswald bit where he talks about going to a birthday party with his daughter and they hired this clown who shows up wearing just regular clothes but with a blue star painted on his cheek and like he was just the worst birthday clown ever. And to just give you an example of like one of the stories that I said that he started doing face painting and he wouldn't do anything like the kids would ask. He would just do another blue star on each kid's
0: face. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> and just like that's and that's exactly this kind of clown. and, it's, and it's, yeah, I just made me laugh because I remember that bit. Mm-hmm.
0: But and that's one of the things too the show always kind of like toyed with is like, you know, it's set up so that it's for kids but like a lot of the overall concepts or like even too like they basically reference soda in a way that you can tell it's beer but like they just never say it's right. beer it's soda. Like there's literally a bit in one of the episode that they make a made-up song which is something that Mordecai and Rigby do all the time. But they literally put soda in a brown paper bag yeah. And they, and instead of like referencing why they think it, they say it keeps it colder, and it's just like
1: no, <laughs> it doesn't keep it colder. Well, uh, yeah, because especially from the time period it was made, you couldn't reference alcohol in any kind of kid show. The last one to do that was Tiny Toons, and that episode got pulled to rotation, mm-hmm. which you know it wasn't glorifying alcohol, but showing cartoon characters drinking alcohol just wasn't allowed. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the I, I do like that go around of just calling everything soda <laughs> but clearly being beer
0: Yeah like the, the habits the, the the you know the mannerisms, all that kind of stuff because even too like I think if you freeze frame it like it just looks like soda cans when the, when you op- when the unicorn opens the door so it's not like it's like explicitly like you know it's beer cans right. but like is it it doesn't say like that where it's like there's no liquid on the floor so it's not that explicit but I know it's one of the things where I picked this episode. It's a good setup episode where you still kind of have some very short introductions to the characters, but like there's not a ton of things that you're going to miss out on, especially because it's early on. Like there's all these things that kind of build up over time, like Mordecai and Rigby's relationship. They definitely, you know, go back and forth with things like that. But like, there's things that they developed over time. Like, um, like Benson is a, Literal alive gumball machine, and that is the boss. That is the person who generally runs the park. Um, and he's kind of like the antagonist. Like, he's usually the person that, like, Mordecai and Ricky get in trouble. And, like, there's certain things that, like, it does follow, like, a very kind of mathematical, like, situation of it. You know, it doesn't usually, like, take, like, a weird turn in right. that sense. Like, if you follow it, it is very mapped. Like, and then one of the things that always happens too is, like, the dy- dynamic of, you know who Mordecai is as a personality and whom brigby is a personality, and they always clash, but they live together and they're pretty much right. best friends, so like that's usually where most of the overstory and conflict comes from, but there's a few things specifically about that episode that I just love, like one the concept goes it's like that's a perfect example of like yeah the 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 whole plot, the whole thing starts off as a very regular like everybody could relate to it, and then two, like and I even said it during the episode like they do a good job of like personifying those characters of just how lazy like Rigby is or like somehow making a simple task as putting chairs out on a lawn seem boring and monotonous. Like it's not something that's going to take a huge amount of time or the fact that later in the episode, like I loved and like I still do it of that the chairs come back up. Like one of the first like major plot points is Rigby is, you know, I don't want to do this. Mordecai's like, no, we're not slackers. We're going to prove that we can do this. That way we're going to have better responsibilities next time. And they're not going to treat us like kids. And then in the middle of all the chaos where there's this giant evil head monster blowing everything up, they find the extra chairs that they couldn't find before and Mordecai's immediate thing is responsibility. I have to go do like, no matter what else is going on in the world, he's still thinking about, Oh, like, you know, I want to prove that I'm not a slacker, that I'm responsible. So he goes and tries to get the chairs. Yeah. <clears throat> and then it's like closing that loop, kind of.
1: It reminds me, and like I didn't know this was the first time I watched it because I hadn't deep dived on Rick and Morty yet, but it reminds me a lot of Rick and Morty in oh. that it. Um, I've talked to you about this before. There's some great videos by, uh, if you look up on Facebook, it's called Wisecrack. They do a lot of deep dives on Rick and Morty, but there's a whole thing about the philosophy of it where basically the philosophy of Rick and Morty, especially Rick, is absurdism, where the universe is indifferent, crazy crap is going to happen, but it has no caring for your reason or your thought about it. It just doesn't. And by the way, I did mention this on a recent episode that I just recorded. This is going to be a bank episode, so this might be months later for all I know. So I am repeating myself pretty close together. But anyway... Um, but this show's a lot like that. It's less like dark about it, but it's definitely the same level mm. of like. It doesn't matter what they plan on doing. There's another episode where they have to, um, where they're just having a barbecue, and they'd be to the blonde support guy about starting grilling the hot dogs and throwing the hot dogs, and it all ends up basically with sentient hot dogs to try to take over and eat, eat, eat the park and <laughs> so.
0: But even. But even in that episode, like they have this good balance of like wackiness combined with real, but like sometimes actually dark things like they're stuck in a freezer and there's a point that they think they're going to die. And like somehow they make that as like there's these little bit real moments of like, you know, like it's like a heartfelt in between, like, what are we going to do? We're going to die. And then all of a sudden it ends up, oh, there's talking magical hot dogs that can take us the portal out of this place. Like it it goes back and forth a lot but one of the other but you can things definitely too, see there the absurdity
1: of like having a plan and how little the universe they live in cares <laughs> about their plan like
0: oh well yeah cuz that's one of the things that that like also comes back to is one of the plots or like conflicts that comes up later is like people start questioning like why all of this crazy stuff happens at the park like is it like unique to this area so cuz they have scientists that come in like try to analyze things and whatever because like everywhere else is just a normal town and like somehow mordecai and Rigby especially are the only people that run into like weird crazy bizarre things that usually stem from like oh no we're out of pop let's right. go get more pop and then when they go and get more pop like it unleashes a monster like
1: um, yeah no i um i love like i said i love regular show i'm gonna i'm looking forward to doing more of these i think i don't know i don't really have too much more to go with. like i said there's only 11 minutes an episode so i think i've I think we've covered this episode pretty good. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up here?
0: (sighs) There's some just kind Mm -hmm. of like points that like go through and especially like the more, it's one of those things I think it is like, especially if you like the series, you can go back and watch it over and like find or like kind of appreciate things more like seeing it once or twice is going through but when you watch it through like, Oh, like there's things that kind of tie in more. Um, Like even to like the development of certain things, like, Muscle Man's character, like, I just, one of the things that made me laugh before was, like, the first that the chairs come back up, so he has to finish setting up the chairs, but <clears throat> the other thing is, like, there's certain conflicts that you would think people would react not normally to, but, like, <clears throat> they're like, oh, where are the kids? And, like, the kids are in this huge pit <laughs> of fire all having a great time, and then at the end they reference, like, and they don't show, like, that it happened, but apparently Destroyer of Worlds, like, completely, like, just incinerated the but special like you, entertainment. So, like, that whole yeah, bit
1: joke. You did miss it. They actually do show them getting hit by a bean from him, like, and disintegrating. They do show it, actually. Ah, dang yeah.
0: But, like, that whole beam from him, so it was like, okay, literally, like, those characters were written in only for that bit right. joke in the beginning. Like, that's it. Like they were a conflict, and then it's like, "Oh, let's make the antagonist just get rid of that right. whole thing, so we don't have to worry about it later for continuity like there's things where they do kind of tighten stuff up, which is nice um uh, and then I just love too, like one of the things kind of to keep the intro of like who certain characters are. Like they read a note, and I remember when I saw the episode, there was a preview for that episode. And the preview for that episode was literally like them reading the sticky note that says, like, in the name of all that is holy, do not connect the red wire to the blue wire. And then like the way that Rigby's just like like okay, I'm better than this, and then you get like a little more essence too of like Skips is the fix it guy because he immediately knows what's wrong. He's like okay, you guys didn't read my note and they're like, uh, denial, like whatever, and, and it's just like, clearly it was his note, and then yeah, he always ends up being the one to try to fix things Or it's just like, everything else is broken, um, but I remember that was one thing, I remember especially like, for like, the early trailers and stuff like that, I that was like one of the episodes that like, especially early on, like, even though it was like the second episode, like, I just remember that bit still, is like, I see that, and then like, there's certain things that they built poses in, where they build on, like, some of the characters' habits without you even realizing it. Like, it's pretty not normal, but, like, all the different chanting and making up songs and stuff, like, Rigby and Mordecai are already doing that from episode one. So, like, you don't have to build into it where it's like, okay, these are what these characters are doing. It's like, nope, like, there's no explanation. This is just who they are. This is what they do.
1: Yeah, no, they definitely as weird as the characters are and make no sense, they definitely had an idea of who they were from the get-go, which is impressive, especially in such mm-hmm. a weird world. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I, I we've covered this pretty extensively, especially because it's like 11 minutes for the show. Uh, so I think we're good for this time. And this is definitely something we're going to have to revisit because they are nice, like, short shows. And it's a good way for us to put together, like, a bank show for a future like if we ever need it here's mm-hmm. a 20 minute episode and we'll get you next time so i don't know when this is going to go up but when it does hey welcome to the past so...
0: welcome to the past yeah there that we go be the and i
1: just like to say uh, thanks to everybody for listening um please like and tell like like the show subscribe wherever you can but tell a friend about us because i feel like that's the best way we're gonna grow an audience um, you can write the show at chaospodshow at gmail.com or just follow us on Twitter at chaospodshow at, uh, on Twitter or follow me at Chris one They're not always 100% the same. A lot of times I will retreat stuff I put on my personal Twitter for the show, but sometimes there's other stuff there that I feel like it's just for me. Uh, the other day I was watching, or I had the urge to watch Fiddler on the Roof because once a year I decide I'm going to watch Fiddler on the Roof and I did not, didn't go up on the show I was just me saying, Hey, who else likes musicals for no reason and sits down and watch them? Um, but yeah,
0: well, I mean, with the show with a show called Chaos, like you know, like it's not going to be organized no. or methodical every time the content because literally just, just draws from our mind. So, like, if we think about grilled sandwiches. Maybe I, we could do another, oh, there's another, see, there's a regular, ep- regular show episode that's yeah. all about grilled cheese. There's a, so, a great
1: Facebook YouTube show called Binging with Babish, which I think I've talked about before, but I named it outright, but one of the mm-hmm. things he does is every time he hits a million subscribers, he does a food from regular show, so he's done the excellent challenge, oh. he's done um, the, oh, the yes. condo, which- I own that hat, <laughs> by the way. So, yeah, that's something I would, if you like regular show, check that out because at least those episodes you'll have a lot of fun with. Um, but yeah, thanks to Eric Bowman for our theme song, and I think we're good for tonight. Um, I hope whatever's happening in the world, you guys are happy and healthy. And uh, yeah, just check us out. I'm assuming that's still on Mondays. You can watch Star Trek with us, and uh, on uh, Wednesdays, whatever the hell else we think of. So come and join us. Alrighty. Have a good night, everybody.